This is episode 22 of the A Free Spirit Life podcast. Hey there, it's Shannon. Thanks so much for listening today. I am a holistic life and spiritual coach, creator of A Free Spirit Life, and host of this podcast. And in today's show, we are talking about the power of creativity. Stop right now and ask yourself these questions. Am I creative? Can I call myself an artist? Do I believe that creativity is important? Now for me, I believed years and years ago that I was not creative, that I wasn't good at anything, and I let those beliefs keep me stuck in a place of self-doubt and frustration and irritability really because I was trying to find out who I was and how to express myself, but I had this mental block where I believed that I wasn't good at things, that I wasn't creative, and that I could definitely never call myself an artist. So when I graduated from college, I discovered The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron and Sark, who was another one of my resources at the time. And I'll share those links in the show notes. But they started teaching me that actually not only was I an artist, but every single one of us is creative, is here to create. And that creativity is an act of spirituality. And man, that shifted my thinking and really redirected my life so that I could find the courage to cultivate this new path where I felt creative, where I um, could express myself, what I, where I could break free of self-doubt and, and really carve out a life that is in line with my heart, in line with my values, that highlights what's important to me. And it is a powerful, powerful thing because for so many of us, We're stuck living a life we think others think we should live. We're stuck living a life based on other people's expectations of us. We're stuck hiding our inner dreams. And we're stuck really in a state of overwhelm. So we never truly carve out time and space to explore our creativity, to express ourselves in new ways, to reconnect to our intuition. Because I truly believe and have seen it so many times over the years that our creativity is a gateway to our intuition. So when you carve out space to do something creative, you're actually opening a channel so that you can listen to your heart, so that you can reconnect to your intuition, and you can better discern between things that you should be doing that are good for you, that are important to you, and things that you are just wasting your time with or doing simply because you think that's what others expect of you. So the show today is going to be about the power of creativity and how it's a spiritual practice and how it can help you grow and learn about yourself and where you're going to go next on your path. So before I talk more deeply about this subject, 
I wanted to remind all of you that the Live Freely Circle is going under a makeover. This is my monthly membership program. If you're new to me, you're not sure what I'm talking about, go to afreespiritlife.com and click on Live Freely Circle. There are some great, amazing changes happening, and we want you to be a part of this circle. You actually get seven days free now. There's a free trial. You can give it a try, see how you like it, and see how it can be a huge benefit to your life. Okay, so the reason I'm doing this show today, it was triggered by a question that one of my freelies in the Live Freely Circle has about her own creativity. Here's her question. My biggest struggle in the realm of creativity is actually doing it. I have ideas, supplies, plans, and even a space, but I struggle to actually do any creating. It is like I want the perfect circumstances. I'm afraid to do it when the kids are around because I'm protective of my supplies. Plus, I allow myself to be distracted by more productive projects like purging all the toys this past weekend. I think that some of it is that I am more outcome-focused than process-focused. I do know that my mental health suffers if I have too much pent-up creative energy. It's a great question, and I think so many of us have felt that before. And what stands out to me is the fact that she recognizes that when she doesn't allow for her creative expression to happen, that energy is blocked. It's, it's, um, she feels unsettled. She doesn't feel relaxed like she would if she were honoring that side of her. And I think we can all experience that. Even if you don't connect the dots, if you feel depressed, if you feel low energy, if you're feeling kind of sad or melancholy, if you're feeling irritable or frustrated, sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes those feelings can be related to this just disconnect between your intuition, between your creativity, and not allowing yourself to express who you truly are. Sometimes it's because you haven't allowed yourself to learn new things. We all are evolving and changing, and we need to grow and learn new things along the way. So, you know, sometimes taking a risk or trying something new or signing up for a class, all those things can feel scary. And if we don't do them, and we don't sometimes realize why we're feeling depressed or sad or melancholy or just disconnected in life. So, Carving out space in your daily life to try new things, to play, to get curious, and to express your creativity is is really vital to your mental health and wellness. So let's talk about some of the other ways that creativity can be a spiritual practice. One of the reasons I love it is because there's a fear that we have to face. Um, as an example, if you're a painter or you like to do art journaling or mixed medium or drawing, there's always this moment, even if you're a trained artist, there's this moment of fear of facing the blank page. And when you look at the paper, it's like, you know, all those waves of doubt and worry that we've worked on healing 
are like <laughs> flooded back in. And we have this fear of messing up in some way, of not doing it right, of becoming a failure, of making a mess, wasting the supplies, wasting the time, because what we think we want to create doesn't actually turn out. So those expectations that we put on ourselves keep us from beginning. So when you have to face your creativity and you're feeling that resistance and you're not sure why you're not making time to do it, that resistance sometimes is there because you simply are setting high expectations. Maybe you really are thinking about the outcome and not allowing yourself the freedom to explore, to play, to create like children do. You know, young children, they grab a marker, they grab a crayon, and they go to town. They don't think about what they're drawing. They don't feel like a failure in the moment. They don't think that the sky has to be blue and the grass has to be green. There's not all these expectations that they've created or carried with them from their school days or beyond, right? Probably every single one of us has a moment in their lives where a teacher either said, you need to stop creating or you need to color in the lines or you aren't perfect enough or we started believing those thoughts, even if no one ever said it, somehow, some way, we end up comparing ourselves to others and we think, well, I'm not good at that. Well, I'm not creative. Well, I'll never be as good as she is, so why even try? And so recognize that in your life. Are there some mental blocks there that are even keeping you from beginning, from trying something new? So I really encourage you to face the fear of the blank page, whether it's calling a cl- and signing up for a class getting some watercolors on paper. Maybe you like to knit and you want to try a new pattern. Maybe you're trying a new recipe and you have to buy some some vegetables you've never used before. Creativity comes in all forms. So allow yourself to, to, to try it like a child would, with a beginner's mind, with an open heart, and with a with an attitude that you're just experimenting. There's no right or wrong way to do this. And that's what's going to get you through the fear. And ultimately, when you look at the fear of the blank page, you can really say, okay, wait a minute. It's just paper, <laughs> right? It's just yarn. It's just a couple of vegetables. It's, it's you know, we're going to fail. We're going to make mistakes, and that's how we get better. So remember that. You just got to take your baby steps, face your fears, and do it anyway. The other reason that I love creativity as a spiritual practice is it helps you embrace imperfection. I think so often, going back to the question, she was asking, I think sometimes we are focused on the outcome and we don't allow ourselves to trust and enjoy the process of creating because we want it to turn out perfectly. And if we can't get it perfectly, well, then why even start, right? And so remember that creativity, just like living your life, is embracing the imperfection of life. There is no perfect. So why let that be a wall that's keeping you from the joy of creating, right? The joy of getting to know yourself better. So allow yourself to make mistakes and be imperfect and jump into the mess of it. Uh, I know people who are so um, scared of mess, so scared of mess. I mean, if you have three boys and a dog in its muddy season, like right now it just like rained all day and there's mud everywhere, 
you know, mess, if you don't appreciate mess, you're going to make yourself insane. Um, I know I have. I've had to break my own perfectionist qualities and tendencies over the years. And being a mom has definitely helped. But, you know, there are things that we try to control. We try to have things just so. And in our own mind of perfect. And so really pay attention to that. Is that what's keeping you from really enjoying your life? Is that you've forgotten that life is messy. Life is chaos. Life is full of challenges. So rather than trying to avoid them and control your life so that they never happen, maybe you could face the moments with a little greater peace and ease with the acceptance that life is messy. Art creating is messy. Allow yourself to be imperfect and embrace the mess. One of the other things that's amazing about creativity is there's this uncertainty that happens. Same thing. You're feeling it. You're facing the fear of the blank page, starting a new project, um, starting a new hobby, and you're uncertain of where it's going to go. Even as a business owner, I'm uncertain. Every time I put out an e-course, every time I create, that's my version of creativity, when I create something new to offer, There's an unknown quality about it. I'm not certain how it's going to be received. And that can keep me from doing it or that can motivate me to push through and to do it anyway. And it takes practice. It takes baby steps. So use your creativity and your projects as little baby steps to do bigger steps. So if you want to write, but you're afraid that your writing's going to suck, well, you know what? Nothing's going to happen if you keep it inside. Get your pen to paper and start writing. You might write in a journal somewhere that's safe, that you know no one's going to see it. That way you don't have to be afraid of what you share and criticize it, you know, and judge it and think that this is crappy or not. Like just allow yourself to express and to get better, but get that pen to paper. Eventually, maybe you want to write a blog post and actually hit publish and allow other people to read it. I remember eight years ago, I started my blog and that was very scary because I never considered myself a writer and I had to really face a fear of putting it out there. I was always afraid that people were going to see edits that I messed up on and call me on it. And it's like, you know what? (laughs) That's another practice in embracing imperfection. Like that's why I reiterate it really so I can feel better too. (laughs) It allows me to take healthy risk and to do it anyway. So go for the unknown, post, you know, write, start writing, do the baby steps, post the blog, and then eventually maybe you'll start writing your book or maybe you'll launch a business for writers or whatever, but you have to build upon those steps. So you've just got to be okay with uncertainty and the unknown outcomes that may or may not come from your creativity. I love creating because it allows you to step into the flow of the present moment. When you allow yourself to create for the fun of it, not because of a strict deadline or to make it perfect, but for the joy of creating, you let your mind have a break. You can actually step in the flow. Have you ever, do you know that feeling when you're doing something you just love? Maybe it's running 
building something, something you're really good at, playing with your kids. But in that moment, you've lost track of time. You're actually living here. Your mind is not talking at you and filling your head up with worry. You're just in the flow. That's what creating does. When you allow yourself to do it more often, it's so amazing. That's why like knitting for me was kind of a form of meditation. When you get to that place where you know how to do it and you know how to do it well without thinking about it, it's pretty mindless. Oh my God, it's the best when you can put on music, you can knit away, you've got that rhythm going, you're painting, you're chopping vegetables, whatever, and you're in the moment. And that is especially when the creative channels open. That's when you can really tap into your intuition because you can be sitting there knitting or doing whatever. And if your mind isn't playing tricks on you and getting in the way and causing all this fear and self-doubt and worry and regret and all that stuff that the mind does, you can hear your heart. You can hear your inner dreams. You can remember what you love, what inspires you, what makes you happy. You can dream again. And that is a beautiful practice. That's a practice in being. That's a spiritual practice. That is the practice that comes from consistent creating. So, When you allow yourself to believe that you are a creative being and that expressing your creativity is vital to your self-care and your soul care, you will see it as a healing journey. You can see it as a self-discovery journey. So for me, it was writing, writing and journaling and doodling and art journaling. That is really where I started to really discover who I was, what, I, what I'm about, what I'm interested in, and where I want to go next in my life. And so using it as a tool, I really learned that as I was growing up. You know, I did have some strict teachers, teachers who tried to teach me that this was the only way, this was the right way to do things. And because I became, you know, that good girl and that people pleaser and that A student, I, I did what I could to please my teachers. And if that meant I'd have to hide um, my more expressive side or if I'd have to learn how to do it the way everyone else was doing it, well, then great, I'll do it because I want that A or I want you know the teacher to like me or I want to get through the class, right? I think we've all had experiences like that. But when you create as an adult, when you allow yourself to play for the sake of it, with no rules, with no right ways, you can start to dream again. And in that journal and in that art journaling and that painting and that creating, you can, wow, those memories will come back. I remember when, you know, Mrs. Sorensen told me I wasn't creative. I remember when that music teacher said I I wasn't good at singing and to do something else. I remember that I always wanted to start a business, but I was too afraid. I didn't want to fail, and, and my family thought it was a waste of time. Those things that rise up, those inner nudges, those inner voices, listen. And you can listen to them in the space when you are in the flow of creating. 
when you trust your life enough to carve out 10 minutes a day to express yourself through paint, through play. Okay, and I don't know how this resonates with you, but the amount of women that come across my courses and that are in my membership, um, I have a feeling that these words resonate with you too based on what they've experienced and based on what I've gone through. We all long to be ourselves. We all long to express ourselves. We all have ideas that we would love the courage to manifest. So allow your creative practice to be a form of spiritual practice. And just like the woman who's asking the question, you know, how do I do it? You carve out 10 minutes a day and re Shift your mind. Your mind might tell you this is a waste of time. You're no good at this. You can't do any of this anyway. You're not an artist. Why would you even try? Quiet your mind and refocus your attention. Remember that this is for your mental health. This is for your spiritual health. This is for your emotional health. This is your soul care. This will help you feel happier in your daily life. Even if you never do anything with this art, you never show anyone your art, doesn't matter. If you have fun, it's worth it. If it makes you feel good, it's vital to your health. So allow your creative energy to be expressed. Carve out 10 minutes a day and let me know. Let me know how it goes. Now you can join me on Facebook, a free spirit life community, and join in the conversation. You can email me, Shannon at a free spirit Let me know what are your creative struggles? What has been your challenge uh, over the years? What are your fears and how have you overcome them? What are you doing now as a creative being to express yourself? And Check out my Live Freely Circle because I promise you I put my heart and soul into that. That's where my creativity goes and it's going to be quite an amazing journey. Starting in August, you can sign up for a seven-day free trial. Check it out. Meet the women. Look, Take a look at the courses I'm offering and see if it's a right fit for your needs. If you go to afreespiritlife.com and click on Live Freely Circle, you can read all of about it. Email me questions if you have any. So wonderful sharing this time with you. I am grateful that you continue to listen to this show. Stop by iTunes or Stitcher. Leave me a review, rate the show, and share it with your friends. And I will see you next week.